0: Hello and welcome to Human Rights Magazine. I'm Derek McCush, editor of the Upstream Journal, and this episode was prepared by Mira Rahman. In many countries, people are beaten, imprisoned, and even killed because of their sexual orientation or identity. More broadly, they face discrimination related to housing, social security, and employment. Laws criminalizing sexual conduct allow for abuse, harassment, imprisonment, and execution. Mira Rahman explores the issues in this episode of Human Rights Magazine. And you can read her article on the subject at upstreamjournal.org.
1: The global LGBTQ community faces many complex and evolving challenges. While from an outside perspective, it may seem as though the fight for equality has been won... There is still a long way to go. My name is Mira Rahman, and this past month I talked to three experts in the field of LGBTQ activism over Zoom to understand the global challenges facing the LGBTQ community.
2: Can call me Iron, I R O N.
3: I am uh, originally from Costa Rica.
2: My name is Mijica.
1: Amongst the three people I got to talk with, I spoke with a UN independent expert on violence and discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity, Victor Madrigal Borloz, to understand the major global problems facing the worldwide LGBTQ community
3: what you usually have is a situation where you have great overarching challenges that i perceive as global challenges and to me those are three the first one is the scourge of criminalization mm. uh, as you know 69 countries still criminalize uh, that that means that a staggering 2 billion people live in live in criminalized environments mm. Uh, think about it in, in this terms. I mean, nobody knows exactly how many LGBT people exist uh, statistically uh, in the world. But I always go with a figure that goes from 5 to 10% of the population because I think that there's good evidence in environments that are respectful and where people have little reason to fear that that is ends up being kind of the, the, the number. Well, think about it this way. In those environments, that means that from 100 to 200 million people are being made criminals for who they are, or who they love or desire. The independent
1: expert tells me that the second global challenge is conversion therapy that seeks to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity, despite the harm that it often results. In his role as a UN independent expert, he issued a report and a global call for ending these practices, saying it is still very pervasive around the world. And the final global challenge, according to the independent expert, is the process of ensuring legal recognition to gender identity and diversity.
3: I have an expression, I think, um, at the origin of violence and discrimination, lies the protection of a system that is deeply rooted in the binary and deeply rooted in the idea that to certain genital configurations correspond certain functions in society.
1: The defense of this binary heteronormative system creates stigma in three ways, which the independent expert calls the infamous triad of crime, sin, and illness. These three mechanisms that portray diversity as criminal, sinful, and pathological are the essential instruments of the stakeholders in the current societal order. This defense, created through our binary system, has carved deep grooves in social consciousness. To better understand what these challenges look like on the ground, I chatted with Sin Young, popularly known as IRON, who is the executive director of the Beijing LGBT Center. Iron identifies as a pansexual woman and has been working at the center for eight years. She spoke with me about the current issues in Beijing surrounding LGBTQ plus rights and what her center is striving to accomplish.
2: Our center is the first and the biggest LGBT center in China. And... Uh... Actually, we are playing a leading role uh, on mental, mental LGBTIQ mental health and uh, transgender support system and uh, workplace diversity and inclusion. Along with
1: community engagement, the organization's advocacy is informed by the research and the surveys that they send out to the wider Beijing LGBTQ population to collect data and produce evidence. China has legalized same-sex marriage, but this research has identified the prevalent deep-seated issues affecting the LGBTQ community.
2: Uh, according to the, the survey we conducted in 2016, only five percent of LGBTIQ people are completely out in their life due to the you know the, the 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 social price discrimination. According to another survey we conducted in 2014, uh that that survey was about mental health situation of LGBTIQ people in China, and we found that the high risk of uh, depression uh, regarding this, this topic, uh, LGBTIQ people suffered high risk of depression triples than heterosexual people. 13% of uh, uh, psychologists or, uh, or we could say counselors in China, they believe that they can provide converse and therapy uh, to LGBTIQ community.
1: IRON told me that the most vulnerable group is the transgender community, with 60% of transgender people suffering from mental health
2: issues. Our organization, we really focus on research, uh, mm. because we believe that uh, research can change people's mind when story can change people's heart. Alongside the community
1: based issues, there are also legal obstacles for LGBTQ organizations in China. As an LGBTQ organization, it is very hard to register as an NGO. So they have to work as a business a lot of the time, or don't even have a legal identity. So this brings another problem the money. Since 2016, the Chinese government made it illegal to get funding from international entities if you do not have a legal identity in China. So where do we go from here? While there are global and local challenges that are facing the LGBTQ community, there are many organizations around the world that are fighting for a better society. For example, Astraea is a public foundation that receives grants and redistributes that grant money to LGBTQ organizations around the world. I talked with Mejica, the communication program officer at Astraea who told me that the foundation's focus is on grassroots mobilization. The reason that we exist um, and, and really like do what we do is because we believe in working with the grassroots. We believe in funding right at the grassroots and funding movements um, and supporting the the building of movements, of LGBTQI movements. Astraea doesn't have an endowment and relies on public support. We raise every dollar we spend Mm -hmm. and we really, you know, we really value like Whether an individual donor gives $5 or they give $5 million, like they are part of our donor community. At the Beijing LGBT Center, they are training LGBTQ plus counselors and nearly 2,000 psychologists in China to help the LGBTQ community. IRON is proud that the center initiated the first ever transgender national hotline in China that works seven days a week. The center also offers many community events for the local LGBTQ plus community. The independent expert on sexual orientation and gender identity has high hopes for the future of LGBTQ plus rights.
3: I would not be as disincentive genius and as um, unrealistic to believe that we're just going to snap our fingers and the whole um, uh, notion of how the world is organized is going to change. What I'm wishing for is the possibility to actually create spaces of questioning
1: for example, why is it that facial recognition technology allows a person to be distinguished from all others on earth, but we still have to identify our gender on the binary scale to identify ourselves?
3: I was born as a gay man in, in a situation where I was born a criminal, I was born sick, and I war, was born a sinner. Mm. And throughout my life, I've had the enormous privilege of actually seeing the process of change that has come thanks to the activism of so many people on whose shoulders I'm standing right now. And that actually has made it so that I'm no longer a criminal and I'm no longer sick and I'm just a sinner right now, which I have to say, it's not an enviable situation to be, but it's a lot better than when I was born 50 years ago. And so... I just wanted to share with you that that having that life experience, having the situation where I have seen around me how change happens Mm. and how it's effectuated, allows me to have great optimism for the future.
1: The fight for LGBTQ plus rights continues. But we have amazing people and organizations behind this movement. My name is Mira Rahman and thank you very much for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Human Rights Magazine. The podcast is brought to you by the Upstream Journal. I invite you to consider supporting the program and the magazine with a contribution through PayPal as you explore other episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Human Rights Magazine. The podcast is brought to you by the Upstream Journal. I invite you to consider supporting the program and the magazine with a contribution through PayPal as you explore other episodes.